Hello, my friends, it's Andy Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California on an early Resurrect, oh, sorry, Living Fearless Devotional on ResurrectMinistry.com. Where you can find all of your content for deepen your walk with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. If you do not yet know him, this is a perfect place to start because you have all the resources you need to get started on learning who Lord Jesus Christ is. Uh, and understanding his word from the Bible resources, from pastors. You can actually listen to worship music as well. Uh, drop us a line. Let us know what you think. And if you care to donate and support our ministry, uh, there's a button for that too. Wow, that was so good. You've been practicing? No. <laughs> it was extemporaneous. Hey, uh, before we start, I, we, uh -oh. we need to tell, we need to ask awesome. our audience to um to to pray for us we've been attacked by our children <laughs> well it's not the children <laughs> it's the enemy uh, the, the enemy. lord told me that today because, oh really yes, yes uh we had a really good run last week and <laughs> i and it's true the enemy just said oh you think you guys are all that everything's yeah. so good i'll show you i'll show yeah. you and we get poked, poked a couple of the kids yeah, it felt like dominoes. Yeah, one <laughs> fell right on his face. And he has a concussion and a bloody nose. <laughs> oh, so yes, yeah, so so, please keep us in your prayer because it's um, it's been rough. Yeah, it's been a, one of those weeks, and not to mention, I mean, other stuff, like just other things with shenanigans going on. The world, I, you yeah, like I just like I mean, uh -oh, really? No, no, you know, oh. I just washed my car today. I took, I waited three days, and I and it was it was sunny and clear, so I take my car to wash. I take You're my really, car to the car wash. Oh, that's such a problem. People have real problems. I just got my car completely washed and waxed. People, people and guess what? Problems. It's going to rain in 10 minutes. Uh, we are preparing for the <laughs> coldest thunderstorm of the year, apparently. Our association even told us, um, sent out the announcements about sandbags, which is a little alarming. Mm. But it's going to be a chilly 41 degrees. I hope Carrie... Uh, I hope Kate doesn't make fun of us because Kate has real cold weather. All right. Uh, Cindy, I don't know how the weather is in Oklahoma. Sorry, I'm a little discombobulated. I think it, I think it is Oklahoma. But hi, ladies. Carrie, Cindy. Um, and Carrie again and Cindy again. <laughs> and Cindy's praying for us. Thank yes, you. thank you. That's now, for real, on the, on the kids, we've had uh, quite the last couple of days. Uh, nothing serious. My son did fall on his face today and had to come home early. He might have had a little bit of a concussion, but uh, it's, yeah, it's just silly stuff. Uh, it's uh, a little bit challenging. So I kid about the car. I did get it washed. And, uh, it is going to rain. So <laughs> there's that. All right, my friends, we're going to read from Morning by Morning Wait, by Charles Spurgeon. I know. Well, I feel, I almost feel guilty. Asking for prayer sometimes. I don't know why. I had this little sense of guilt. Why do I? Why do I feel well, that way? When you bring up your car getting washed, that's real. No, silly, it's kind of like I bring that up to take away the guilt. Like I feel like I have to joke. You know. Oh, you had to instigate it. Yeah. But I think just asking sincerely for prayer for yeah. the enemy attacking us to our children is, is a good, is well, a sincere prayer. I just feel guilty. I mean, you you look around, you see what's happening in um, oh. Ohio, uh, Hungary, Ukraine. Uh, no, Ukraine. No, um, the Ukrainians. What's happening to the Ukrainians? Yeah, they're, they're in the middle of a... They're literally fighting until the last man's dead. You know, yeah. I mean, 
how horrible yeah you're it's right really you're it's right. really horrible that they that the global powers are using this as like their playground right and these people are getting slaughtered in the process you are right yep um it's just it's horrible so that's why i mean i just feel like yes but, they are not as significant as that but. for sure so uh february 21st Again, uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. The reference is Hebrews 13.5. God has said. Now, this is a good one. This, the, I mean, they're all good, but this one in particular hits home, uh, especially for me. I got to remember uh, this aspect, which is remembering scripture. <laughs> <laughs> so Charles says, if we would only grasp these words by faith, which is God has said. We would have an all-conquering weapon in our hands. What doubt could not be slain by this two-edged sword? Amen. What fear could there be that would not fall victim from a deadly wound inflicted by an arrow from the bow of God's promises? Wouldn't the troubles of this life, the pain of death, our hidden secret sins, the traps of Satan, trials sent from above and temptations sent from below all seem as light and momentary troubles when we hide ourselves beneath this fortress God has said. Yes, whether for the purpose of joyful delight in times of quiet or for strength in conflict, we must find our daily refuge in the words God has said. May this teach us how important it is to diligently study the scriptures. In fact, there may be a promise in God's word that exactly fits your situation. But if you do not know it, you will miss the comfort it could bring. At times, you may be like a prisoner in a dungeon with a keychain full of keys, knowing one of the keys would unlock the door and bring you freedom. Yet, you remain a, a prisoner because you refuse to look for the key. There it is. While all the time your liberty is so close at hand, the perfect powerful medicine for your cure may be in the vast pharmacy of scripture. But you will remain sick unless you will examine and diligently study the scriptures to discover what God has said. Besides simply reading the Bible, shouldn't you be continually filling the memory banks of your mind with the promises of God, Andy? Yes. <laughs> you can recall the sayings of great men and have committed to memory many verses of famous poets. Which we have not done. But shouldn't you be <laughs> proficient in your knowledge of the words of God? Shouldn't you be readily able to quote them when you have a difficulty to solve or when you need to overcome a doubt? Since the phrase, God has said, is the source of all wisdom and the fountain of all comfort, Determined to let it richly dwell in you as a spring of water welling up eternal life. Then you will grow healthy, strong, and happy in your Christian life. If only. If only. So beautiful. Hmm. Uh, I want to read what Cindy wrote because it's really quite beautiful. She says, we are there for each other. It's not a comparison of life's needs. It's hmm. love and caring for each other always. Thank you. That is so beautiful, Cindy. Thank you for saying that because honestly, I think um, problems or uh, difficulty that we all face is all relative. Mm -hmm. It's relative to our own world. I um, 
my daughter is going through a rough patch and uh, I just held her and she just, uh, she has this way when um, we have this crisis moment where, you know, she's explaining to me what's happening and I'm trying to help her. She starts crying. Uh, she whimpers. She has this very sweet and enduring cry. That's this whimper. Mm. And she's like, I'm so sorry, mom. I love you. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I don't. Cause she is keenly aware of the fact that when she is suffering or something is wrong, it, it hits me particularly hard. Mm. Like she sees everything in my countenance drop. And I, um, and I told her, I said, there's, there's nothing that hits me as hard as your pain. And she says, I know, I'm sorry. Um, and I just, it was, it's, it's so overwhelming because I guess it's also um, her being at an age where I just feel there's such a limited amount of time where I can still exert an influence, mm -hmm. you know, where they're just, you know, she's 16 by the time she's 18 or she goes off to college, that's it. You know, like the amount of influence you have is quite minimal. Um, and just praying and, and pleading with God and with the child that, please just take some of these values and make them your own mm -hmm. because you don't want them to do it. Cause I mean, she's too old to just do it because I've asked, I need her to make them her own. Um, and you, so I find myself so desperately begging God, please make them her own, you know? And that was what I was praying over her last night too. Um, and last night going to sleep, I just played the Bible app audibly and it was the only thing I can get to get me to go to sleep you know and that's what I love about this this um, passage because it really is um, the only source of comfort in our deepest despair is the power of prayer and God's word and his promises and things he's promised us directly in in prayer and in communion with him uh, so it's just such a gift we're so we're so lucky I think that you do a great job, though, um, when these things come up, that you go, you speak out loud to her about what God said. You do tell her. You say, she will say what the world tells her, and you'll go, no, no, <laughs> that's the world. But God said, and then you run through the God's promises and what God uh, says in you know, the gospel, and, and you don't give in. And I think that that's really, really important. Yeah, I hope. And you start with God said. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you think, but God that's said. <laughs> yes. Yes. But um, is there is there anything you know that is there? So I'm trying to think of how because it comes out to me. It seems like even though your walk has been very short with God the true God that it comes out so naturally where, where does that come from? That something so new is so, is it because new Christians are often quite no, biblical or. I mean, I honestly, I, I, I tell people that the only way I can explain it is um, it is truly as it is for everybody, but no, truly he sped up my learning process because my time was short. Mm. I didn't come to Christianity at 30. Um, and so based on what 
I believe he expects me to do, he, he supernaturally sped up that process. And the only, the only comparison we have that is biblical is Paul. He was older, much older when he came to Christ. The Lord zapped him. And the really interesting part of scripture is he says he goes away to lands far off to learn, meditate, and pray, and then comes back to man, mm. to the other disciples and the apostles, and begins the whole community and all that. And that's exactly what I did. I was alone with God and the Bible and, and resources. I didn't, I, I had that exclusively for years, for almost three years. But yeah, just um, trying to do what this, uh, what this devotional tells us. <laughs> <laughs> the, more, the more we learn, the safer we are. You know, I, I just, um, I was also thinking about after I got done with my little bit of Ubering I had to do today, driving around. Right. <laughs> taking the kids and picking them up from place to place uh met you in the kitchen you had gotten dinner for you and i and you were listening to a conversation between um francis chan francis <laughs> you were gonna think of that nickname you have for him yeah you didn't say that Fra francis chan francis chan francis chan and uh, his wife and another couple yes. were talking about uh, essentially, I'm, this is my version of it. I'm not sure what the exact title is, where you're dealing with conversations with other Christians yes. and their, uh, you know, their, doctrinal. their doctrinal differences and yes. that kind of stuff. And, and having a conversation with somebody that you don't, you don't think is speaking biblical truth. Right. And when I, when I was thinking about this devotional, God has said, that in these conversations, they can get pretty heated or, you know, it, it can go wrong fast. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, because I'm, I'm going to you again as the expert in this area. <laughs> but you the uh, two of us, I guess, but definitely it, not in Is that you sometimes, and so I also, and I'm going to take this to another place too really quick. As a police officer, I was teaching uh, our high school class of kids today and talking to them about uh, consensual contacts and, and, and probable cause and all this kind of stuff. And, and I was going through some scenarios with them and, and, and listening and talking to somebody that you have to, you have to take the time to listen to somebody for a few reasons. Sometimes they'll admit to a crime they committed accidentally through what it is they're saying to you. And so you don't want to stop people from talking. Yes. Um, but how does this come into play where you know what God said and you're hearing and somebody's talking to you and when do you step in? Like they're, they, they can go, people can go on as uh, I think it was um, Francis. Francis was talking about some people, some of these people just go on and on and on and you go, can, does God, does God want you to be there for three hours listening to nonsense? Which there is scripture says, don't get stuck in disputable matters mm. um, in conversations about disputable matters. And so there's, so what was fascinating about this discussion was them um, realizing that doctrinally they were changing a little as a community. And therefore, where do relationships begin and end as a consequence of that with people outside of their church community and people inside the church community? And so it's not an easy question to answer. And I'm actually a part of that as well. Um, and so I was talking to Andy. I was like, you know, it's really hard like you want to have unity in the church outside of your own bubble, right? Um, like we do here, 
we all come from different bubbles. Uh, but there's also, there's a point at which, which was Francis's point, there's a point at which it becomes futile where you're just arguing about stuff that you're actually never going to agree about. Um, and is that useful? So uh, Francis started the discussion by giving three very poignant scriptures about how you should disassociate with people that are drunkards, liars, fornicators, uh, people that engage in um, deviant behavior one sort or another. Um, and that, of course, about false teachers. And so he's like, well, okay, so, I mean, you don't do a, a blood test on everybody that walks in your door, <laughs> right? So you have no idea unless they confess it to you. And then, uh-oh, what do you do if they confess it to you and they refuse to repent? Do you mm -hmm. walk away from those people? And then it went to the conversation about what about doctrinally? If you find yourself constantly arguing with people about a particular doctrine, though it's not salvation, it's not Christ crucified and risen but it's other issues where you just strongly disagree. Um, it's not an easy question because God has said can be interpreted very differently for some people. Mm. So, and, I, and I'd like to point yeah. out, and I don't know how the, our audience feels about this. Uh, most of them being cavalry chapel, Chino Hills <laughs> listeners, we all pretty much agree, but the tribulation is going to become uh, the rapture is becoming increasingly controversial mm. because, you know, pre-tribbers like us think, okay, well, you know, people say, well, you're just trying to escape. That's escapism. If you think you're going to be taken out of this before anything goes wrong, we're like, well, nobody says we're going to get taken out of it before everything, before anything goes wrong. But before the wrath of God comes, we believe that God takes his church out. Um, mm. But that's, that's coming that's becoming increasingly controversial as the world gets crazier right and so do you really want to argue when none of us knows the day or the hour um is that really worth arguing over i don't know that's my question yeah as a disciple where where does it become a debate or where is it that's where is it that we and in god takes over I mean, is our job to change people's minds about what scripture says, or is it God's, is it God's doing? Does God step in and change them? Well, but that's mind? Francis's point. It's like, you can go round and round with some people about a doctrine and you will never get to the same answer. Mm. So what's the point of that discussion? Because it's not us that changes a person's right. mind. It's God ultimately. And, and especially when it's about stuff that nobody could prove. Right. You know, if it's about stuff about, uh, the, you know, the great mysteries of God, none of us can prove or can um, can say with certainty. And what's the point of arguing about them? Hmm. Interesting. Carrie yeah, says, I won't argue about non salvific issues. <laughs> Is that a word? Salvific? Could be. Salva. I no. love it. Okay. I hate it when educated yeah, people see, watch our show. Th that's the thing. Is that, you know. <laughs> You don't want to argue about those things, but um, yeah, for example, I'm in a Bible study with people that have very different views of the rapture uh, and it sub becomes a source of contention and you, yeah, you have to make a choice to just not argue about it, but then you're ingesting it. Right. And it becomes a little uncomfortable at times. That's one of the things during the discussion too, that we we're listening to is that, you know, I think sometimes we just overcomplicate this, this faith, you know, 
accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repent, and ask for forgiveness. Right. But that's a simple gospel. But there's all these other doctrinal issues that are part of our faith. Mm. You know, they're not supposed, they're not disputable. They're not supposed to be things we argue over. It doesn't take us out of the family of God. But I think what the point of their discussion, Francis's discussion was, but does that mean you want to walk with those people constantly? If you doctrinally disagree about things um, repeatedly, does that make it difficult to walk in community together? Mm. What do you think, folks? And yes, that's a word, Hedia. Yes. Of course it is. It has something to do with salvation. Right. I don't know. It's just it. it's the, the the term for that. Right. About salvation. Right? I assumed that's what it was. <laughs> but I just didn't hurt. I did I, I like it, it though. I'm using it from now on. Yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very salvific. Yeah, this is, I'm not gonna discuss the salvific <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I love it. I love learning new words. And then I use overuse them. <laughs> like securitus? Se yeah, we use that yeah. in a while. Yeah, securitus. What was your other one? Um oh my gosh. We had a few that we've used Using there for <laughs> No. Let's see what the Bible has to say. Well, shall God we? Has said, like Hebrews. Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Mm. 2 Corinthians 4, 17, and this is when um, the Pharisees were arguing um, with Jesus. And so his response was, oh, sorry, that's John 5, 3, 9. No, 2 Corinthians 4, 17. <laughs> for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Read that again. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. Which is, a verse, which is a verse for me today, that our momentary troubles wow. are building us and maturing us and disciplining us. And that glory, that glorification far outweighs the troubles. Mm. So beautiful. So true. It's important for me to think about that, what I was talking about earlier, when I was saying, you know, you our do. kids have been challenging us lately. Me too. That was my point. That's what Those God's are promises. momentary troubles. Momentary troubles. Wow, God is amazing. I love that guy. <laughs> John 5, 3, 9. This is the one where the Pharisees were arguing with Jesus. And he says, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me. Mic mm. drop. Jesus is mic drop. Yeah, I mean, isn't that something? Is that he said here, said, you've been reading about you, know, me. You, you study them, you know them right. by heart. I mean, you, you open up these scrolls and you've been teaching. And then here I am. And here I am in the flesh. <laughs> and you don't accept it. I've been trying to tell you, look at everything I'm doing. I'm I'm, I'm healing people uh, from blindness and bringing them back from life, right. uh, out of death, back to life. And, and yet, and, and it says that I was going to do this. And now you still don't, you don't trust. You don't and the believe. rest of that sentence is, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. Life. Wow. That's deep. It is hard. I mean, it is difficult, but come on. John 4.14. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will be in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So good. 
Well, let's see. We have some uh, comments here. Carrie says, for some, it is an issue, especially when anger is injected. Oh, yes. <laughs> that really doesn't help. <laughs> well, that takes me back to my discussion with the kids. I've, I've talked kids. I'm saying I know I use kids and I even confuse you today. Um, the kids that I was teaching in our high school class and, and talking to them that it, that I should take this advice as a as a uh, as a Christian or as a disciple that not to take it personal. So as, a, as I'm teaching these kids, as a police officer, you cannot take what's happening on the streets between the suspects and the victims and the witnesses that you're dealing with that sometimes yell at you, scream at you, cuss at you, all that kind of stuff. You can't take it personal. They're not, they're, they're yelling at the authority, not you personally. Right. And so you have to distance yourself from it in, a, in the sense that you don't take what they're saying personal whether they're fleeing or they're fighting with you and that kind of stuff. Because when you take it personal, then you add a couple of noogies or you yell back and now it becomes a, an argument. As a police officer, if you keep your cool and understand that you can't take it personal, you can then have a discussion. You can almost calm I down any situation. Any context, so, right? and this is, the, this is what I think is being said uh, here uh, in, in the sense that in our discussion is that when people come at you with the Bible and their doctrine, that you can't take it personally. That's where things go wrong. Yes. Like they're attacking you, you and you say, no, this is my understanding of the Bible and keep it on a, on a calm level and it'll go mostly better you, you <laughs> until they take it personal. Yeah. Uh, Cindy says, I present with love uh, when I do give my beliefs mm, and yep. I don't debate. And Lisa said, that's exactly what happened to me. My old pastor was condescending to me because he doesn't believe in the rapture. There were other uncomfortable situations as well. Looking forward to God's, uh, God's speak. Uh, she's going to be going to Rob McCoy's church. Yep. Awesome. Cindy says, I walk with people with differences unless they are building strife constantly rather than walking what we believe in common. Very true. Says exactly. It has to have the basic truth of God. Yes, for sure. Um, Carrie agrees with that. And Lisa saying, 100%, Andy. Uh, Carrie says, I smile and remember they are arguing with God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, it's not personal. The authority. It's the same thing. Yep, the authority. Yep. The authority. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, and that's what Jack says all the time. Hey, I didn't say this. God said it. <laughs> Man, woman. That's it. Nothing else. Don't get mad at me. I didn't say it. Get, Nor get did mad I at me. write it. Woke pastor. It's just man and woman. That's it um genesis read it it's right there genesis it's in genesis yeah. you just read it it's right there exactly. there's nothing more you need to say i thought you said janet said it no <laughs> it's genesis sister all right <laughs> here we go we just see what jim has to say hedia okay many people don't recognize or realize the tremendous power there is in god's word the father does not change james 117 nor does his word but his word changes lives. In fact, it is what gives us spiritual life. For he chose to give us birth through the word of truth. That's James 1.18. The word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing the soul and the spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. To access the power of the word, however, we must know it. The Lord told Moses, these commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk on the road, when you lie down and when you get up. 
Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your house and on your gates. That's Deuteronomy 6, 6, 9, 6 through 9. Yet the Lord's promises, promises his help as well. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. Hmm. Jeremiah 31, 33. Um, wow. To be called up in times of need. Well, I got to do a better job of remembering scripture. Start with little small ones. I, I, rem, I it's, um, it's something I got to, I got to work on. And it's not because I'm old. No. I could remember scripture when I was 10. It's not. It's, it's, I mean, of course it gets harder as we get older. Yes. I, uh, you know, certain things will pop out, you know, of my mind when I, when they just, and when I don't expect it, which again is the God, you know, the Holy Spirit gives me some words every so often. And I, and I, after I get done saying it, I go, Oh, where'd that come from? But to, to, it's like uh, when I was on the streets and uh, you know, people would be speaking Spanish and I, I've taken a lot of Spanish, I think all the way to Spanish three and, uh, and even did the, what's the, uh, the, the program that was on DVDs back in the day. Uh, Charlotte Stone or something. Uh, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can't even remember the name of the program. Uh, I even went through a whole Rosetta Stone. And um, it's just so weird that I can't, I can't recall. I can, when people are speaking, I can understand them. I just can't speak back. It's very bizarre. I just wish I could recall it like that. Jerry's giving you good advice. Ask God to help, Andy. Yeah, I will. I will. All right. Anything else, uh, Schnugs? No, I submitted my article today. Oh, oh my gosh! Yeah, this That's article. So I, I, I always love your articles, right? Yes. I mean, and it's not you're just my because fan. it's not just because you're my wife. Um, yes, it is. <laughs> no, but this one Escaping. is. It's like a. It was cathartic for me. Yeah, it's like a it's like a textbook. It's 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 really educational. I hope so. I, I mean, I've really, I really intended that. The other ones are fantastic, and I and I learned some stuff out of them. And I, but they they hit me because I I believe in exactly what you're saying, and 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 sometimes you're confirming what would sometimes be considered a conspiracy theory, and then you're like explaining it like, see, I told you it's not a conspiracy. It's true. If Hedia <laughs> says it, it's true, but this one is different. It's uh, it's this education of What's that? What do they call it? The Catholic, uh, radical, um, uh, radical <laughs> traditional Catholics. There we go. RTCs. The, and we love acronyms in in intelligence. RTCs and the fear that this government, the the communists, socialists have with religion. Religion, and uh, it's it's really something else. You just you you guys were gonna love this article. I mean, in my twenty years. I have never seen an official government doc, uh, document that came out against an entire religious group so blatantly like that mm. and so exaggerated and so misleading. It was shocking. I can imagine, um, and you will see exactly what the FBI said in my article, and I have the um, citation of the document if you want to read it for yourself. Uh, I could just imagine 
FBI officers reading this memo going, oh my, like, oh my God, what is happening right now? It was, I, I mean, it was just so horrible. It just the label of being anti-Semitic, because we all know how devastating that label could be. I mean, look at what it did to Kanye. The guy's disappeared. Um, but to label traditional Catholics as anti-Semites is just, it's horrific. A white supremacist? Or white supremacist? Hello, newsflash. The white supremacist groups hate Catholics. I mean, just the, it's absurd. To associate Catholics with white nationalist groups is absurd. Yeah. Um, and I, it was just, it's just terrible, folks. It's just terrible. What the, what the government's doing uh, to the agency that I so love and respected and was such an honor to serve, it is, um, it is just tragic. It is. And so dangerous. So unbelievably dangerous. You know, it's so funny. I was talking to the kids today. Uh, actually, just a couple of them came up afterwards. There's so, these kids are so good. I mean, they come up afterwards and ask a few questions the and say, kids. "The class kids, yeah," <laughs> and um, say thank you and, and and are appreciative. But then come up and 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 one of them today was asking about what, what's going on. Like, you know, what do you think about them taking around the the um, the thin blue line? flag from LAPD stations is what one lady, one of the girls asked. And I said, it's tragic. It's tragic. It's, it's something that was an honor to those officers who've lost their lives in the line of duty. And it's one way that we can honor them. And uh, to take that out of all the police stations because of one person complaining and LAPDs. Uh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and so then, then to my point is, is that right now it's, it's so difficult, but at some point it will get so bad that it'll 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 come back around. It, it should turn around. That's it, what we hope in, in all major tragedies or crises in, in our country. Yeah, it takes a boiling point till things turn around. So I, I gave them. I I I gave hopefully some encouragement, saying, "Listen, by the time you guys get of age where you can be a police officer, it it should be on its way back by then." And it takes people like you being of service. Mm. It takes a generation of people that are like, "Wait, this is going really bad. We need to fix this." Yep. It's so sad that right now for them, the 1900s, when things were actually pretty good for, you know, in, in, in you know, in our country. Yeah. The 1900s <laughs> parts of the, not like the, not, not like the 1970, like said 1972 bad, <laughs> but, but like uh, Reagan, era, oh, Reagan era. Yeah. Where things were, you know, actually pretty good. Yeah. And uh, the yeah, the heyday <laughs> that that is like old. I mean, that is like ancient. ancient history. These kids are like don't even don't even know, you know, what it was like to live. They only know kind of what's happening now. They're post 9-11 babies. Yeah. So we have to kind of educate them. No, no. People used to love cops. Yeah. <laughs> people used to love law and order. People used to love it when uh, we had three strikes. You know, three strikes is when, uh, you know, somebody commits yeah. a third felony, then they go away for life. And it really cleaned things up. Things started to look, uh, and, but then it, then people got offended with three strikes and uh, broken windows theory, uh, policing and all these things that were actually working. Cleaned up New York, cleaned up uh, many parts of Anaheim where I worked, cleaned up many parts of Los Angeles with uh, broken windows theory. And then, uh, and then they said, no, nah, that's racist. And that uh, ended it all. Yep. So, uh, but I'm hoping 
that at some point uh, it'll begin to trade. It'll get so, <laughs> I'm not hoping it'll get so bad, but unfortunately it has to get bad before Hopefully things get better. this committee, the Congressional Committee on the Weaponization mm. of Government will uncover some of the controversy. Hopefully the next election mm. will help turn this around. We're, yeah. we're hoping, we're praying, we're interceding for our country, standing yeah. in the gap. California right now is looking to ban police dogs, using police dogs in the state of California. So that's going to be yeah. bad for our business. Too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny. I don't get many cases in California. That's Most of my cases are outside California. So that's true. Uh, it won't be a big loss to me here. And so uh, Lisa has a couple of comments that she learns from the articles. Yay. Thank you. Nice. And says FBI is now just data collecting for the one world order. <laughs> Uh, yep. and Biden is negotiating with the who to have medical control over U.S. citizenry during the next read pandemic. That. Yep, yep, read that. Read that too. Yeah. Also tragic. This is praying. And Carrie is saying, why? why? Don't know. It's demonic. Uh, if you listen to Pastor Jack, he's just like, because the God is finished with the U.S. Yeah. It's very, I, it's very alarming when he says that. I, I get, I get really, I get really uncomfortable with that comment. <laughs> But, it, uh, you know, there is no way that they they so it, there's no way that they don't know that things like no bail taking away uh, uh, less lethal uh, tools like the carotid restraint or less lethal ammunition canines. Those are things that we use in order to not have to shoot people It actually saves suspects lives. I've testified in several cases that unless they use the dog, then they would have had to shoot him. So the dog actually saved that person's life. That taking these things away is going to cause more death. I, I, it, I mean, it, these people are really demonic. Yep. Uh, uh, okay. Then you get into the abortion issue that they, 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 foam, they foam at the mouth of not being able to uh, have, have abortions legal. Uh, and after birth. Did you hear this? Pastor Jack's officially off of YouTube. I did not see that. Permanently? I think I did hear something. Uh, I mean, you kept saying it was going to yeah. happen, but it actually happened. <laughs> Probably from last Wednesday's uh, message. Wow. That's, last Wednesday's message was pretty full of things that they would have taken them off of YouTube for. Wow. But I just thought they would have taken <laughs> the message off. Yeah. Well, remember he was saying he has to have his own app. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, when he created his own network mm -hmm. um, to consolidate content in one place. But um, the app we've had for a while, the real life app. Yep. But uh, yeah, which, um, you know, be on the lookout for something on that app. There might be something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if Andy gets the artwork done and uploads the content. Yes. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. We don't want to jinx it. Yeah. Um, allowing invasion. Uh, and now this is all yeah. saying, yes, this government has also yeah. allowed the invasion on the southern border, not giving aid to the toxic explosions. Yeah. Which is up to six right now. So the fentanyl alone, uh, the fentanyl uh, that's coming across, they know that it's coming from China. They know that it's going through Mexico and it's coming across our border. And that is the main artery for fentanyl. And they're not closing it. It's like I have an arterial bleeding and, and you see you're sitting there looking and I go, how do we stop it? It's secure. That that artery is secure. I don't know why it keeps bleeding. And you just watch the person bleed out. That's what's happening over their border. Oh, Hannah says she also <laughs> saw on Twitter. He said that they're trying to work things out with YouTube. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. The heck with YouTube. Yeah. 
for, yeah. Shh, don't tell anybody. I'll do the artwork tomorrow. I haven't had time. Yeah, you, would... you were supposed to teach today and I had to, <laughs> I got busy. I totally weaseled out of that. <laughs> you did. All right, we got to go before we start talking about stuff that people don't know what we're talking about. And then we get taken off of YouTube. <laughs> yes. Anything else? No, I think that's it. Read your Bible. God yeah. said. Yeah. God what said. What is there to say? Don't For be a sure. prisoner lost without keys. The key, oh. when you... You'll be a prisoner that has the keys and you don't unlock it. I love that analogy. It is a good one. So simple. I'm going to have to use that one too. Take it as my own. Yeah. Uh, don't forget to go to andyx39.com. That's where we got these power. We, I, I am using these patches. One's on the back of my neck right now and on my stomach. And uh, I'm seeing, for me, I'm seeing some great results from it. Go to that website and you'll see what it's all about. It has to do with uh, reflecting light back into your body for stem cell growth which uh, as you get older, it be, it slows down and stops. Yeah. And so I don't know. I'm just telling you that I'm really happy with the results that I'm getting. Awesome. Yep. Uh, what uh, time did you start? Okay, <laughs> and I was like, yes, we started earlier. Andy's feeling a little under weather. Yeah. I'm hoping he didn't catch what I had last week. Cause it was bad. It lasted like 10 days. You know, what's awesome though, is I was feeling really achy and yucky before we started, but you guys, Make it go away. Yay. Being on here, talking about God, talking about the devotional makes it go away. As soon as we hit the end button, I'll go, oh, well, not. <laughs> and I'll go tell, I'll tell the kids, get in bed. You need these guys to go to sleep right now. Don't argue with me. Let's yeah. pray for Andy's uh, health too. Oh, thank you. Thank you, everyone. We love you. Love you guys. God bless. Good night. Take care.